Hello, beautiful tribe. This podcast is sponsored by Uvita. Thousands of years ago, before modern medicine proved scientific evidence for mind and body connection, the sages of India developed Ayurveda, which continues to be one of the most sophisticated, powerful mind and body health systems up to date. And I can begin to tell you, tribe, that it's about putting the power back in your hands. And the company that's helping you do that is Uvita. I've been on Uvita for a couple months now so that I can have a healthy gut and be able to clear my gut and be able to have the best digestive system that I can have. Because healing your gut allows the body to build a stronger immune system and produce the right kind of bacteria that tells your brain that it's okay to feel good. And as, as everyone knows, I'm the shaman who likes to stay lit and make sure the tribe is lit all day long. And so it's important for us to feel good in our bodies. And it's important for us to live a very healthy life. Ayurveda is a company that is doing that. They are utilizing the knowledge and understanding of Ayurveda in their company, wild harvested and organically grown herbs that they synergistically create in an Ayurvedic way to be able to give you what you need for your body to sustain health, wellness, and vitality. Everything that they have in their company is based in integrity, ethically sourced from natives who practice sustainability. And I can't begin to tell you how happy I am to share this with you and to have them be one of the sponsors for Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. Their products offer everything from immunity to healthy joints and to healthy mood and healthy digestion and a healthy body. What more can you ask for from a company that is bringing Ayurvedic understanding to the Western world in a way that is supporting us and lifting us and shifting us into the greater possibilities of who we are. So I welcome you to experience Uvita. You can even contact them by going to their website, which is www.uvita.com. And you make your first order, type in the word shaman, which is their code for the Ancient Wisdom Today podcast tribe. And you will get 35% off on your order for your first order of Uvita. But I'm telling you, the moment you start taking this product, you're going to see dramatic change in your body and the way you feel. And that is the best. And as the tribe knows, I'm all about putting the power back in your hands. So go ahead and check out Uvita and use my code SHAMAN. And until then, live healthy always and every day in your life. Love you. Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years. And with those stories came the emotional, spiritual, and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek is a sixth-generation shaman, an evolutionary innovator, and a women's empowerment leader. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. We're sharing ancient knowledge in modern times in order to put the power back in people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. Hello, and welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. And I'm Shaman Durek, and I love you. I love you so much. You're such an amazing being, and you're so powerful. You're so wise. And I love how you walk around this planet with light in your heart to share with everyone and to bless everyone with the greatness of your being. And there's so many wonderful things yet to discover within you. And that's the journey of life, right? That's the journey that we get to go and experience through life, through people and through different circumstances and situations. And that's why we must always keep a beautiful mind when it comes to being aware of what is showing up and what is present in our life. Because when we're in that space, and we're in that ability to recognize that there is this profound nature that is happening within every moment of our life and that nothing is to be taken for granted. That is when we're riding the lit train. And that is where we're operating the highest level of attention and awareness. Where we are today is at the forefront of change. And what it requires for us to be is present in the moment with a positive attitude and a loving disposition. We have the ability to make change in huge ways right now. And that is why it's so important for us to not be so reactive and so dismissive of things that are taking place for us. As we begin to step into this new frontier of life, where we begin to see the dimensional gates begin to shift and change right before our very eyes, we begin to see the multitude of people waking up and realizing that they've been lied to. 
And not only have they been lied to, they have been lied to and they have been pushed into situations through manipulation of the system that has been told to take care of them and that is supposed to replenish them and nurture them and their families that come after them. And as we know, this is not the case on this planet. On this planet, we know that the system is supporting another system, a system of hierarchy, of keeping people in positions of power and keeping them rich and wealthy while others continue to be the slaves so that they can live this luxurious life and not care how many people's lives have to be taken for them to be able to be experiencing this amount of luxury and opulence in their being. And that's not okay because the understanding of hierarchy is not necessary in evolution. And what it means is it creates a great distinction between those who should have and those that shouldn't. And the system is constantly out of balance. And no matter how many things you do, it will always remain out of balance because the check and marks of the system are based upon that which you can provide for the system and how much will you continue to deny your inherent birthright as being a sovereign being of light. And that means that you would have to become a person who is okay with the human suffering and degradation of the planet. And for those who have chosen that path, have to live with the shame and the guilt and the inner hatred as they continue to enjoy those luxuries while denying the very essence of the divine spirit within them that is screaming and asking them to stop. And that is why we don't choose to be that person. So that means that we have to work under that space where the separation between humanity and those who have and continue to have off the backs of those who don't have remains constant. And we have to be the interruption. We have to be the spark of change to break apart that divide and to bring it together in a different way. And when I say break apart, I don't mean destroy. I mean break away and diminish the illusions and the false concepts and information that is being fed through the media and into the minds of people by way of consumerism, television, movies, music industry, and so much more. And so it is important for us as human beings to know the difference between that which enslaves us and that which doesn't. Love, unconditional love, that is, does not enslave. It creates an opening, uh, a vessel of reprieve, a meaning of being able to go to a deeper place of the all-inclusive understanding of all life and all sentient beings included. Unconditional love means I accept all that is and all that shall ever be without question or reason or need to be justified in that feeling of love. That means that I don't have to justify my reason for loving you. And I don't have to qualify you by some act that you create or do or speak or achieve. I love you just because you exist and you are created. And that in itself deserves all the love that any human being or any being in general that can give and create more of it for all life forms. So as we break this energy of this old bridge that is feeding people, feeding them poison and destruction and chaos and fear, we begin to create a new bridge, a bridge of light, a light bridge, a bridge of quantum intelligence held within the consciousness of unconditional love and acceptance for all things at all times. Therefore, understanding the complete center of awareness, that all things are loved onto itself, through itself, because of itself, and therefore the continuation of the source is constant and omnipresent and omnipotent in all things. And this allows for a great opening to take place. And guess what? That's where you come in. You see, you are 
the person that has a code inside of you. Not any kind of code, like a numerical code or any kind of code that you would find on your planet, but a code that transcends both your planet and the planets of others and other galaxies and other dimensions. This code is a frequency energy that connects to the vibrant core energy of Earth and all of its power. This core energy is what allows the bridge to be built. Each individual on planet Earth holds this frequency code inside of them, and no one else can hold it for you. Only you can. And the way you illuminate that energy into the world to build that bridge is every time you're operating in authenticity and operating in the field of unconditional love for the sake of love, because of love. And that allows you to be what I call a light ambassador. A light ambassador is a person who is not operating in the field of Maya through the chaos, destructive uh, programs that are being filtered out into the world through the system and by the system for the sake of maintaining the system. You see, light ambassadors are human beings who are aware of the discord. However, they are not of the discord. They are not basking in the discord or suffering in the discord or being victimized in the discord. They are observing it, seeing it, and witnessing it on both emotional and mental intelligence levels. But through the aspect of unconditional love, they're able to transfer that information and understanding why and understanding how and understanding the necessity of what is taking place for each individual as they are creating it. They're not sitting there and being shocked or being put off by the situations that are taking place on earth, such as the burning of the rainforest, the suffering of children, and the constant war that is taking place by terrorists and other people who continue to use power in discordant and dysfunctional ways as ways of force to get people to do and to operate in a certain way that they feel they should be operating from. You see, all of these things are mass. They are disillusionment. They are actions that are being played out in the world to cast you into a fear space so that you become so preoccupied by that which is signaling your responses from the outside that you're not responsive to the inside, which is giving you the truth and the clarity of why these things must happen, why they are happening, no matter how painful or uncomfortable they may be, and how everything that you see that is being brought to us in some dark form is actually being utilized by the light consciousness in a way to create change. Now, I'm not saying that we are supposed to sit back and be comfortable that a child is being molested or sold on the black market. No, but what I'm saying is that these things are happening and the souls that it is happening to have agreed upon coming to earth and playing out certain roles for humanity to be able to lift the veil of illusion by creating these waves of uncomfortableness within our emotional body so that we are able to climb out of those energy disturbances and recognize the divinity within ourselves by going inward and seeking to a deeper place of what we call inner sanctum. So when we step into a place of inner sanctum, that means we are moving in a sphere of energy that is continuously providing us with information, downloads, and pouring into our vessels the powers and energies we need to navigate this dark period. One of the reasons why I wrote the book Spirit Hacking that is coming out, that I ask all of you tribal members to, um, to go to your local Amazon or bookstore and order and pre-order, is because this book is not my book. It is our book, and it's created for the purpose of what I'm speaking about. It is created for the purpose of getting us to a place of being lit ambassadors, light ambassadors that are operating in the field of consciousness of understanding what is really going on. So we're not walking around with blinders in a dark, bumping into walls, cutting ourselves up and being completely demolished because we can't navigate ourselves through the dark period and see where we're going. We would signify this time as being a beacon of light each lantern guiding its way through the darkness and guiding their brothers and sisters into leadership so that each leader can guide the next group of people through that darkness. That's what you are. 
You're not only here to just build a bridge by every action and every word that comes from your mouth. You are also here to be a lantern, a lantern of truth onto that which is the lie. You are here to signify a global change that is interlinking not only our planet, but other planets in the solar system. We are on this great convergence that is taking place right now on our planet and leading us into so, so many profound experiences that we have yet to experience, but we have already been a part of. These energies are coalescing in a way that we don't see because it is happening within the invisible planes of consciousness and energy. You see, our dimension is held in the material plane, but very close to it, almost touching, is an invisible plane, a realm that exists where all things exist, outside of itself and inside of itself, and many dimensions and doors from there. That invisible plane is everything that you are not yet aware of within the physical realm. The physical realm, everything within the physical realm, is coded by belief and understanding, which means that a simple process of a human being with great power believes in this energy to exist in this realm. And therefore, through that belief, that energy from the invisible plane was able to transfer over into this realm and become material. Now, there are some beings that cannot transfer over in full embodiment because the energy molecules and the material structures we have on this planet does not allow for them to have a spacesuit in which to navigate from, nor do they need one. However, the essence of their power and the light of their awareness and the abilities that they have can transfer over into this dimension. But in order for that to happen, there has to be three doorways that must be open for them to move through. The first doorway is the doorway of fear. Fear is an interesting doorway to pass through because fear is created and generated by something outside that is pressuring or pushing an energy narrative in front of you or to you that you are responding to because you don't have the information and you're lacking the right information to understand that there is no need for fear to be present. You see, fear is an illusion. Think of it like a hologram or some kind of um, apparition that is just there scaring you, like a monster, or like when you were a kid and you knew that there were monsters or things around you. You see, these beings that, you know, that come when you're a child, that hide under your bed in your closet or whisper your name behind you or walk heavy on the floor, or take on the shape of the things that you've seen in movies or books that you've read or things that you have put in your mind have taken on those shapes and forms through the costumes that you have laid out for them to wear. They are just distorted energy forms, spirits from the underworld that are there to generate fear so that they can sustain their world, their dimension. You see, darkness is held in a dimension that needs fear and any form of discordant light frequency. That means that it needs you through suggestion or through awareness to make a will change. That means that you use your free will to turn your beautiful energy into fear or into hate or into anger or into any energy that could be utilized um, for their realm to exist. Think of it as every time you go into fear and accept fear as a reality, you are giving one more building block to the underworld to exist. And when you do that, you give a safe haven for souls who don't want to take responsibility for the things that they did when they had a human body. And so therefore, they turn their back on the light, enter into this realm, and hide out in this realm, and continue to live out whatever it is they feel they want to live out in that realm. A sort of purgatory with the idea that you can leave that realm, but in order to do so, you have to be qualified by a being of light who recognizes you in their truth. Meaning, that a human being or any being of light, you would be able to connect with, build a relationship with, and they would have to be able to see you as the light or capable of being the light, and therefore you can return home to heaven. Interesting, isn't it? And so why do you think the darkness does everything it can to make sure that you demonize the darkness? That you continue to be afraid of the darkness and you give names to it and monsters and things and ghouls that go creeping in the night and scare you and boo, 
there you have it. The ghost stories that you were told at the campgrounds or where you were with your friends at nighttime telling stories of Bloody Mary or all kinds of things that would come out of nowhere and scare you and bring the chills in the back of your neck. That's exactly what they want. Because therefore, you can't enter into their realm and bring any of them home. You see, because the underworld has very strong understanding and rules in order for you to get out. And a lot of beings don't want to get out because they don't believe that they belong in the light or can sustain the light of unconditional love because they can't forgive themselves for the things that they did when they had free will and the ability to make a choice about how they would use their energy and their spark of divinity while living in a body. Now, it could be this body or a body from another dimension. It doesn't matter. You see, the darkness itself doesn't just exist in our realm. It exists throughout the universe in other dimensions. And then there are some dimensions that it can't even and move into because it's pure light. And it moves away from it close enough to see it and understand it and see if it can convince a being of light to utilize its ability to change its dimensional field of unconditional love into fear, hate, worry, shame, guilt, and shall I say more? I'm sure you got the picture. So the understanding of that light then becomes what we call changed or morphed into darkness. And then darkness uses magnetic energy to pull it into its realm, to keep its realm going so that no light can penetrate in it. A lot of people travel to the underworld and don't even realize that they're there. When you have dreams where you go into a place where you can't turn on the light, darkness is there and shadows are there. You can't make out the shapes and the occurrences of things that you see happening in front of you, almost like shadows moving around you with weird sounds and things that make you uncomfortable. Some people even travel to the underworld in their own bedrooms where they transfer their bedroom into the underworld and they wake up in their room, but they look out the window and the sky is red or gray and that they fear of opening a door because there might be a monster behind it of some sort. That's because they're in the underworld. And most human beings who continue to classify darkness as evil and sinister and all of these monsters and ghouls that they have created out of their minds from the movies and things that they have seen and the horrors that they believe in, of course they're going to be afraid of the darkness. And the darkness will utilize whatever costumes that have been laid out in their closet of fear that they can put on to scare them so they can gain more energy for them. Oh, and I love those wonderful ministers and priests and people who believe that they have to fight darkness with some vengeful um, anger that they use while calling in God at the same time. It's absolutely hysterical when I see people doing exorcisms and saying, I go against you and start screaming at darkness and getting angry at darkness. It only strengthens darkness. And darkness plays a game with them and pretends that it's gone, but it's really not. It's just waiting for them to go away. You see, darkness cannot be transferred into the light by the same means that darkness operates from, which is fear and anger and hate and rage and all of these things that human beings should definitely steer away from or transmute when it shows up. Like, don't get me wrong, I do get angry. But then what I do is I go in and I ask myself, what triggered me? And then once I take responsibility for that trigger, instead of blaming it on someone else or blaming it on the system or blaming it on the government or blaming it on another friend or a relationship that I may be in, I'm able to look at the trigger and then realize what it is and then bring love to it and transfer it into the light. This allows me to become stronger and able to confront the darkness without fear. You see, because when darkness says things to me like, I'll destroy you, or I'll come after you, or I'll get you while you're sleeping, or any of the things that darkness will say to a human being to get them to be afraid and go back to their scary movies and their, their night storytellings that they told their friends that made them have that hair run up the back of their neck or that chill go off their spine. Those things they're waiting for. They're waiting for you to not recognize, see, and proclaim that you are a being of light, an ambassador of light, an ambassador of love. When you're an ambassador of love, you're not afraid to go into other realms and have communion or conversations with beings that are completely in opposition to that which you believe in or accept as reality or truth. So the first key is fear. The doorway of fear is the first illuminating gate. Once you pass the doorway of fear, you move on to the second gate. The second gate is 
your belief systems. Now, that's a funny thing, right? When you hear it, your belief systems, but you would be surprised how powerful that doorway is to separating you from your reality to all quantum levels of reality that exist that you don't know exist because your belief system has locked in a narrative through the help of your ego, which is not a bad guy, which is just there to say, hey, if you believe in it, I'll support your narrative. And that support means that it runs the story through your consciousness that allows you to perceive it as real and constant in your life. And all the characters and people that show up in your life will match that belief system. Now, If you have a belief system that there is a devil, then you will have darkness making sure that you're aware of the devil and that your devil will constantly make itself known to you through stories and through images and through other people clarifying and validating your belief that there is a devil. And when the spirits in the underworld, which is just your brothers and sisters who don't want to come home because they don't feel that they are able to receive love, be loved, or be acknowledged by love, They will take on the shape of the devil because you laid the costume out for them and they'll zip themselves up in that costume and play whatever scary fantasy you need to be played out to keep you afraid and to feed off of your fear while you are in constant being right. The mode of being right. (laughs) It's a funny thing, isn't it? And the question you have to ask yourself when it comes to the second gate is, is it necessary for you to be right about what you choose to be right about? Meaning, if you're right about that, Is it necessary? Does it mean that you need to be right? Or is it the right part of being right actually serving you for your highest evolution? Meaning, is it bringing in more love or allowing more prosperity in the door? Is it allowing you to connect with beautiful people, share your gifts, share your profound nature with the world? And is it allowing you to acknowledge yourself in a place of unconditional love and acceptance? And are you able to create generosity and love and kindness in this world? Or are you walking around grumpy, angry, upset, tired, annoyed, agitated, and indifferent about everything that's going on and judging anyone and anyone who does not match what you believe to be true about life? Or you actually are yelling and complaining and suffering in your own purgatory on earth because you're unable to realize that you hold the keys to your freedom. All because you want to be right about your belief system. And the easy way to get out of it is to simply use the key of, I'm completely, completely wrong about this idea. And I ask my ego with its love to disconnect from this belief and therefore support a new belief. Now, a lot of people have this misconception of the ego. And sure, I will do other shares about the ego so you can get more in-depth knowledge about it. But let me just give you the simple of it. The simple of it is this. The ego is not your enemy, nor is the ego evil, and nor does it can or can ever be destroyed by any likes of power or energy that you would ever be able to wield. The ego itself is there to serve you as a servant of you, meaning that it doesn't live in duality or quantum entanglement of your idea of your polarized beliefs of darkness and light. It lives in the awareness of truth, which is your truth as according to you as the creator, meaning you as the child of God or you as the child of source or you as the source itself. Meaning that if you say that there are no good men in life, then the ego will make sure it sends you every horrible man you could possibly imagine. So that way you get to say, I'm right about what I believed. Yay! (laughs) And then the trophy goes to the one who gets to be right. But is right necessary? I mean, literally, is it really necessary? I mean, the reason why people have their belief systems is because they're afraid of going outside of their belief system to something that they didn't even think could be possible to be believed in or accepted in their reality. You see, the invisible plane can't access into this world, meaning powers that you've never even experienced, energies, spirits, beings that you've never even known that exist and can support you, love you, and give you immense power in your being to use for healing or for medicine or for all kinds of things, can't access into this dimension because you don't accept them into your beliefs. 
meaning your beliefs say it's not possible or your beliefs are held in fear. Your beliefs are held in lack or limitation or scarcity or held in abuse or held in the fact that horrible things are always happening to you and therefore horrible things will keep happening to you because it's your belief. And what holds your belief is your ego. Your ego, which is your friend who loves you, basically qualifies whatever you say to be true. Doesn't necessarily mean it's true for someone else. I mean, granted, you were born in a family that created a bunch of beliefs that they believe to be true based on their experiences of those other family members, which are called your ancestors, who believed in things and therefore created their stories, their narratives, and built a whole world of truth onto themselves. Now, is their truth true to the family who's living next door to you, such as your neighbors? Absolutely not. They have their own set of beliefs and their own structure and their own idea of what they believe is possible and what they believe is not possible. Therefore, contributing their whole idea of morality and belief onto their children and everyone within that family. Therefore, that which suffered within the ancestry of that family has also suffered into each and every person until someone at some time realizes that this belief sucks. And that they learn about their ego from the place of correction in truth, which means that your ego is not to be destroyed or hurt or killed or maimed, which can never be possible anyway, because it's a cosmic being. However, it is there to support you in supporting your belief or disconnecting from a belief. Once you disconnect from the belief, you can simply tell the ego, I disconnect from the belief that I have to suffer all the time as a way to grow and achieve possibility. Therefore, send me the energy now of what it feels like to be disconnected from this belief. And now, ego, I would ask you to support me on this new belief, which is that I don't have to suffer and go through pain in order to transfer into a higher form of evolution. And for, In fact, it's joyful and pleasurable and orgasmic. Each experience of pleasure orgasmic creates the change that I need to evolve into a greater and more powerful person. Therefore, I remove myself off the wheel of suffering. And I ask you to support that ego. And all of a sudden, the ego then attaches its energy currency, which changes your brain frequency, and that allows your eyes to, and your ears and your entire being and your whole senses system, your, your whole entire senses, to be able to pick up on impulses and nuances of energy that connect to that belief. Ooh, right? so cool. So the second gate is your belief. The third gate is what you believe is possible or not possible. Meaning, in the simplest way, is what you understand is their possibility, such as do you believe that dragons are real? And is it possible for them to be real and exist in another dimension? And the reason why human beings are aware of it in their consciousness is because at some point, someone actually tapped into that dimension and then brought it into their storytelling. But it doesn't mean that it's not real just because you can't touch it with your very hands. Perhaps the dragon doesn't have to be on this planet in forms that are material that you can actually touch its scaly body and its shaped wings and so forth. Or is it necessary for evolution for it to exist within this realm? Does it mean that it doesn't exist in another? And does it mean that the energy of the dragon doesn't exist within this realm and utilizes its power because it has evolved into something greater or different? For instance, that dragon that breathes fire and, and burns things and flies in the air could very much be a simple creature that you see in nature today that has taken a new form into a different spirit because the energy of it exists quantumly. So it exists within this realm or other realms, but only known to you because you choose to believe it's possible. And that is the third gate. So the first gate is fear. The second gate is belief system. And the third gate is possibility. Now, I don't know if you've read the Torah or the Talmud or gotten into Kabbalah, but there is powerful energies that are held within all cultures and with all belief systems and all observances of God, creation or source, however you choose to deem it in its word, which is completely unnecessary to put so much heavy weight on the idea of how you choose to interpret God versus someone else, or the word God makes you upset because it has been used in so many destructive ways on planet Earth. 
detach from those associations and bring yourself back to the understanding of source, the energy, the core of unconditional love that creates and creates and creates and creates that which is ever written or described or brought forth through consciousness. And then it creates it, right? So the idea of you knowing what's possible is the third gate that allows the invisible plane to become present in the physical plane. Meaning, you could call forth a spirit from the invisible plane that can help you with any situation that you ever could think of. However, that spirit can only support you as much as you believe in it, as much as your belief systems accept it into its realm of existence, and how much you don't have fear over it. You see, when people pray, please God, please send your angels to help me, and they're in so much fear and sadness and worry, they're already in fear. The angel or the being can't send any energy to them because it can't pass through the first gate. And their belief system says they're not allowed to receive energy unless they worked really hard for it and they're not allowed to get love unless they, they did something that, reserved, that deserves love. So that belief system is also blocking that angel from bringing in healing. And then the possibility that an angel actually exists or if they do believe the possibility that the angel exists, they still have two other gates. So maybe they'll get like, maybe I'd say like 1.2% of the healing from that angel instead of getting the whole healing of that angel if they were to let go and open the three doors of those three gateways so that the angel's energy and its beaming unconditional love and its power that goes beyond human awareness can penetrate into this realm and affect the human cells and affect the body in such a way. Yeah. You see, when people think of magic, when they think of like magic, when they see these movies like Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone or any of these films that you see where magic is being utilized, where things are flying across the room and spells are being made and things are happening, right? Well, magic exists in our realm, but it can only exist in our realm through those three gates. And it requires someone on this side of the realm to believe it and know how to navigate those three gates. That's where shamanism comes in shamans operate in the field of navigating those three gates. The interesting thing too is that if you have studied any form of, of, of true witchery or mysticism or any form of sorcery or wizardry, you would know that those three gates are the most important gates when it comes to conjuring or whipping up any form of spell or creating any type of energy through healing. You see, let's take, for instance, a healing such as Reiki. Okay, so Reiki exists on our planet and why people can feel it is because it's been brought through through an energy symbol. Symbol, which has a tangible form, such as Shokurei or Daikyomiyo or Seheki. These symbols are what you call frequency patterns that are held within the combination of that symbol, meaning... A zip drive, basically, of information that has been put into a symbol or a word has a frequency vibration. That vibration, because you believe in the symbol, already has unlocked the doorway of its your belief. Meaning, if you believe that Reiki is possible, then it unlocks that doorway. And then if you believe, because the, the, the symbol already exists, you already bring its possibility, so you've already locked two doorways. However, people haven't really transmuted the fear understanding of it, meaning the fear of how powerful that energy can be. So there's a lot of people who are learned the Reiki technique and have learned all the symbols and so forth, but still haven't released their fear of the power within themselves, meaning their ability to be able to activate power into this world because they're afraid of one, how powerful they could be or afraid of maybe they are going to hurt someone or whatever the situation may be. The fear of that only allows them to access a certain amount of that Reiki energy. However, any form of healing that you see or anything that you see being operated in the physical realm means that those doorways have been opened to the invisible realm to allow that energy to come through. So, one of the doorways that allows those doors to open is laughter, joy, happiness, right? Another way that open those doorways is when you're in pleasure, like when you're making love with someone that you really connect with and there's this beautiful energy between you. You could actually open many doorways to many powers. The thing is, once you open the doorway to those energies, you have to believe in the spirit or the energy you're bringing through. 
You know, there's this wonderful movie that I saw back in the days called Hook. And they would talk about, I believe in fairies. I believe in fairies. I believe in fairies. And when you would say, I believe in fairies, fairies have life. There's another amazing movie that speaks about this. It's called The Never-Ending Story. It's about a boy named Sebastian who's reading a book that he picked from a bookstore, not only realizing that he's actually reading about an adventure of a boy named Atreo, who is being sent on a journey to save Fantasia. The interesting thing is, if you ever ever rent the movie or watch the movie, you'll realize that the reason why the boy goes on the journey with him through the book is to get his attention. To get him to believe so strong in the character that he's so immersed in the character that the doorways of that world are opening up through him by reading the story. And as he continues to read the story, he realizes that the character in the story had to go through all the things he went through to keep him interested, which is the same thing with us in our world, to bring our awareness, our attention upon. Therefore, the doorway of him being able to believe and remove his belief systems that would block the energy that needed to come through. When he gets to the end of the story, for those of you, spoiler alert, he realizes that the whole reason that he went on that journey was to preoccupy the boy so that the boy would eventually return in the story back to the queen And the queen would tell him that he had to go on that story because the boy who's reading the book is the only one who can save their world. Why? Because our worlds are all connected to other worlds. And you don't realize that a lot of the things that we do in our world are affecting other worlds. And another thing that's very fascinating is everything that we're doing in our world is affecting nature and the animals. For instance, uh, one of the most shamanic things that I learned growing up as a kid in my training was going into nature and noticing where all of the poisonous plants or animals are being aggressive in nature means that the outside surrounding villages or areas where people live are also being aggressive in nature and they're being affecting the animals to become more aggressive and the plants to become much more protective, therefore creating more poisons and creating more oils that can, uh, that can uh, um, protect them from any type of predators. Now, the information highway on this is so vast. So I won't go into the deep understanding of that shamanic wisdom. But what I will say is this, is that when you are operating in a place of fear, you're not only operating in your fear, you're actually giving credence and power to every other person who is in fear on the planet. And therefore, strengthening that fear to give more power to the underworld so that your brothers and sisters who you've come to bring home and help them shift their narrative out of, I can't be loved because of the things that I did, so I have to stay in this realm and continue to operate in this field. And those of them who have been sharing their stories with those who are in waking bodies or sleeping bodies, we could say, because you could be a human being on planet Earth, a sleeper, and taking in the telepathic messages from beings in the underworld and believing that you have to play out their stories, such as murdering someone or killing someone or raping someone or beating someone up or yelling at someone or thinking that someone's going to hurt you or cheat on you or do all these things, can be stories that are being brought to you from spirits in the underworld who are sharing their stories with you because they're calling out to you to hear their story, but you end up thinking that those thoughts are yours and you start to act them out because you think those thoughts are you thinking those things into existence. Well, newsflash, they're not. And in fact, any negative thought that goes in your head that is being projected from your thoughts is a spirit coming from the underworld asking for you to hear its story and then bring it to the light. They are asking to go home, but they're scared that you won't accept them. Because if you can't accept yourself, meaning the stories that they're bringing through you that you're acting out, then you're definitely not going to accept them. And that's why unconditional love is such an important factor of our evolution. Because as you begin to create unconditional love both within yourself and towards others, you're able to accept all dimensional energies, be it what you call bad or good, and bring them back home into the light. Which is what Source ultimately wants for all of us is to recognize our divinity so that it can continue to expand the universe in the most infinite and most decorative and beautiful ways. Everything you're doing is actually affecting new life and new forms to be created in other galaxies based on your reactions and your ability to create in this realm. 
the more we create beautiful things in this world, the more other planets and dimensions are being built in the most beautiful way through the colliding of stones and certain types of asteroids and so forth and gases and so forth are being directed by our energy. Yeah. So yeah, so when you bring love, you're actually building other dimensions of love. (laughs) There's a new write-up for Hollywood to create a film about. So anyway, when we're operating in that field of awareness, we're operating in the awareness field that those three gates are the most important gates to activating powers, magic, anything you can imagine can come through those realms once you bring it through those three doorways. And you can direct what comes through those doorways by way of thought, such as your thinking or feeling. So when those doorways are open, you are becoming more and more powerful. And that is the shamanic nature or the wizardry nature or the sorcerer's nature or the witch's nature. A lot of times people will say to me, I'm a Wicca or I do witchcraft. Then they will say, come, I'm going to do a spell tonight. I want you to be there. And then I watch them do the spell and I say, huh, interesting. They go, what? I said, well, you could be a stronger witch if you open the three doorways, but you only choose to open one doorway, which is you believe in the idea that you're a witch and therefore you're doing all of these burning candles and doing all these things. But you don't really believe in the impossible and you don't really believe in past your fear of those things in yourself. So your fear in yourself is limiting you and the doorway of your belief system of what you believe about yourself as a witch and what you accept as possible or impossible is clogging up your spell. If you want a strong, powerful spell, you have to open those three doorways. You have to, one, remove your fear of yourself and your power. Meaning stop walking on the planet being afraid of who you are. If you're a witch, you're a witch. Who cares? If people call you names, whatever. It doesn't matter. They're only afraid of themselves. So they, of course, they have to exact some form of name calling upon you or whatever that may be. The point of the matter is you stay true to who you are, which means you don't have fear, which means, boom, that doorway is open. Then you check your belief system. Do you believe that magic is real? Do you believe that you have enough power inside of yourself to wield that kind of power? Do you believe um, that people have to accept you in order for you to be loved? And if you do so, then of course, then you will create a belief that will limit you from blocking you in certain aspects of your powers because you will be believing that the only way that you could be qualified or identified is if someone else gives you a validation of yourself, such as you being validated for who you are. You don't need that. You would surely want to remove the belief system that you have that I can only be powerful when people say I'm powerful, or I can only be powerful when I achieve this and I achieve that, or I can only do this when I have this, when I have that, or if this thing happens that I can do that. These are all belief systems, and those belief systems will mean that spirit would have to cross through them. And if they are held in this lack, limitation, scarcity, I can't have until I have, until this happens, or it's impossible we'd have this because I was raised like this, or because I'm this color, or because I grew up in this type of neighborhood, or you know whatever it may be. Or I didn't get education. You know, everyone has a something to say. Or, you know, I can't find love because I'm not, no one would want to be with someone like me. Or they only want that type of girl. They only want that type of guy. Or because I'm not this or because I'm not that. These are all belief systems and spirit can't move through those belief systems until you can choose to change them. And you need your ego to help you to do so. So when you're stepping into that field of awareness, you're accessing a new dimension of thought. That thought allows a bridge to be built so that the invisible realm can cross over into our world. And that is how we bring magic back into our world, is when everyone is operating through three doorways and allowing new ideas, new energies, new healings, new techniques, new symbols, new forms of everything to cross through. Ah, I think I just saw billions of light bulbs go off in the minds and cells of your being with people who are here gathered in this tribe for this share. Because if those light bulbs haven't gone off, which I'm sure they did, you just got something really powerful that could change your life for the better. That means that you were just told that you could be able to access information and knowledge beyond this realm and be a bridge to bring that information over and create something new that has never been experienced here. That would make you 
a cosmic inventor. Hmm. <laughs> I do like the sound of that. So it is important for us to recognize this level of power and this level of grace that is always bestowed upon us to remove outside of judgment, come outside of fear, and step inside of being a true creator and being able to open those three gateways so that you can orchestrate and manifest new realities of consciousness that your ego can support so that you can believe these beings, these energies into form. Whenever I call forth an energy, I always say, I believe in your existence in my world because I've brought you through and therefore I need your support. And then the spirit says, what do you need me to do? I need you to shift this energy in this person, or I need you to remove their blocks on this, or I need you to go into my body and open up this and do this and do that and blah, 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 blah. The list goes on, right? And the spirit is, well, is happy to do so. The spirit now has been able to anchor into both of our worlds and it can come at any time. It can go back to its world and come into our world at any given time. And therefore it can assist us and illuminate us, and shift us, and lift us, and keep us lit and riding the lit train, all because we were willing to step into the unknown, cross over, and realize that we hold the keys to three doorways that allow spirit to become a part of this world, to make the invisible become possible. Hmm. We do it all the time. We just do it in different ways. And now it's time for us to do it in deep spiritual ways, in healing ways, in transformative ways, in conscious ways, so that we can see true miracle be birthed on earth by the billions. And all the sleeping giants can wake up and be living lit giants, living a lit existence and sharing in the process of evolution from a place of light consciousness of love consciousness, of understanding that technology and anything created should be created for the goal of supporting all beings in all life, not just for profit. And so it's important for us to step into this awareness and step into this understanding. And it's only then, and in that moment, we are able to transcend into higher levels of evolution and be able to, to witness some pretty pop rocks experiences here on earth while living lit existences and sharing our leadership with other people so that they can become leaders and leave legacy. The journey and the power is so ready for you. And it's just asking you to do one thing, to just take a leap of faith. And what is faith? It means believing without seeing. It means accepting without needing proof or understanding. It means taking action and being in that space of action. Faith is knowing that you don't need something to convince you. You already know and you accept the knowingness of it and therefore faith becomes concrete. The energy that we hold on our planet right now is operating in so many different fields. And, and we have the ability to move those fields of energy into different sparks of energy that operate in the field of unconditional love, joy, happiness, freedom, bliss, elation, pleasure, ecstasy, prosperity, abundance, laughter, joy, and happiness, and so much more. It's a wonderful thing to be alive, isn't it, tribe? To be here at this junction where you get to see all of the energies of that connected to the old worlds of fear, lack, and limitation that held the field of darkness in its place, we get to come in and dismantle it. I can be honest with you, though. I can't do it on my own. And I don't profess or proclaim that I can. I need you to be the leader that you are. I need you to stop telling yourself lies. I need you to stop labeling yourself and putting yourself in boxes and calling yourself names and being hard on yourself. I need you to be loving and supportive of who you are. I need you to make connections with people that go beyond the superficial and much more into the inward understanding of divinity that you both hold within you. I need you to be a voice that tells people things are possible.
I need you a voice that tells people that they can create anything they need, support anything that they desire to be manifest that serves them in the highest light. I want you to be a force that tells people that change is here. And if they were experiencing poverty, poverty is no longer and it's leaving and prosperity is now showing up. I want you to be a force that speaks into existence with all the beautiful rays of colors of unconditional love. And I want you to be a leader that leads people to themselves, to their own leadership, not from a place of codependency that I've seen so many spiritual people operating from, but from a place of independent spiritual consciousness, operating in the field of your own resonant tone and therefore creating and creating and creating from that beautiful place and illuminating the masses because of it. Not because you're telling people what to do, because you're guiding people to themselves and showing them what's possible within them through your show of example of what's possible within you. Therefore, giving people the understanding of their power and then leaving them in a place of their power, not through force or manipulation, but through unconditional love and service. And that we end the understanding of struggle and work and we develop a new narrative of joy and play and creation and loving service so that we as a lit tribe of lit leaders can rock the casbah on planet earth and put our hand on the steering wheel of planet earthship and navigate that puppy right over to the realm of light so that our brothers and sisters in the realm of light can make themselves known to us and not hold themselves back to us because we are creating an eminent field of fear, chaos, destruction, and war. And therefore, they cannot put their energies and their brilliance into that energy field because it would cause distortion, not only to our species, but to theirs as well. That's why you don't see light beings landing their spaceships and bringing us new technologies, advancements in science and so forth for our health and our rejuvenation and our ability to sustain life. They would love to do that, but they know to bring themselves here into our physical world, meaning to make invisible physical, there would have to be a mass shift of consciousness on the planet that opens those three doorways so that they can pass through because they exist in a realm that moves through the invisible planes. Meaning that for us to be witness to something we never thought would be possible or that we've never had a belief system put into place that would support their existence because we've never seen them land that spaceship or walk on that spaceship and give us those technologies and come and be present with their shape and their form without being threatened that they have four arms and we only have two. We would have to transcend that and open those three doorways to allow them to be here so that we can create union and communion with them and build community with them, learn from them, gain from them, and understand them as our brothers and sisters of the light and not be threatened by the differences in appearances or shapes or ways of emotions or the mind. We have that ability and it requires us every single day to step into that place of love and open those doorways for ourselves. One of the greatest exercises you could ever do is to start by generating new energy from the invisible planes. All you simply have to do is hold out your right hand and simply say, I bring a powerful source of energy through the doorways beyond my fears, beyond my belief systems, and beyond what I know to be possible, I generate this energy into this dimension, into my right hand now. And when you feel a sensation, any sensation, say, I acknowledge your existence and I acknowledge you in my world. Increase your power. Bring more of yourself here and notice what you feel. I know that you will enjoy this exercise and I know that it will spark up and open up new doorways of perception and ability that exists within you that goes beyond anything that human beings have allowed themselves to experience, be a witness of, and know is possible. I love you so much. So, 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 so much. Please 
put your pre-orders in for the book, Spirit Hacking, wherever you are in the world. It is available in London, Germany, America, Spain, Norway, Denmark, Sweden, South Africa, Australia, New Zealand. So please place your orders in pre-order. And for those of you in America, please place your pre-orders in. It is so important. We want to get onto that New York Times bestsellers list so that more people who've never been exposed to this level of knowledge and power will get that book because it says this book is something. So go and get it. We have to play a little bit of the matrix as you see, but it is important for us because we're not doing it so that we can sit back and be like, oh my God, we were in the New York Times bestseller. All of that is bullshit. What we're doing it for is that we say, oh, we made the New York Times bestsellers list for the book Spirit Hacking. Our book is on the New York Times bestsellers list. Therefore, more people who have not been exposed to our litness and to tribe will be able to see tribe and be a part of tribe because they know now tribe exists. Call your brothers and sisters to you. Send it out through all of your connections through social media and tell people to pre-order that book because it's our book. It's not my book. It's our book. So get spirit hacking. I love you so much. You can follow me on Instagram at Shaman Durek. You can also check me out at shamandurek.com. And if you want to upgrade and uplift your abilities, check out The Shaman School, which you can also get on shamandurek.com. Sign up on the newsletter to find out what workshops and things that I'll be doing. I love you so much. This is so awesome. We're so amazing. You're so amazing. We're all so amazing. Until next time, I see you later, alligator.